0: Praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day the Lord has met. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our time of study of the Word of God. Here we study the Bible and we aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. By the grace of God, we have done 25 books of the Bible. If you've not been able to listen to the podcast that we've done straight from Genesis, you can find them on our app, that's Bible In-Depth Network. And all podcast platforms like Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, name it, you'll find all the podcasts we've done there. And I believe the Lord shall speak to you, even as you read and listen. We are handling the book of Ezekiel, and uh, we've done 11 chapters, Today, I want us to continue with chapter 12 of this book and starts by saying, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, you live in the midst of the rebellious house, who have eyes to see but do not see, ears to hear but do not hear, for they are a rebellious house. In a place of rebellion, people don't listen. In a place of rebellion, people don't see even the obvious things and not seen by them. Even the things that should be audible and everybody should be able to hear, they cannot hear. And God is telling Ezekiel, that's where you dwell, in the center of that. Therefore, son of man, prepare for yourself a baggage for exile and go into exile by day in their sight. Even go into exile from your place to another place in their sight. Perhaps they will understand Though their rebellious house is telling him, you're going to get your bag, pack as people pack for exile. Yeah, they pack like they are going for long. They pick the things that are valuable to them. Yeah, because they are going in exile. That's what he's telling him to do. And says, perhaps when they see you do that, remember this is a prophet, and some things are done figuratively so that they can be seen. That uh, people understand and it's telling him perhaps when you do that they will understand though they are rebellious perhaps they will understand bring your baggage out by day in their sight as baggage for exile then you go out at evening in their sight as those going into exile dig a hole through the wall in their sight and go through it he's telling him get your bag Get this wall, dig through it. It Choose, however much they are protected. If it's time for exile, that wall will be breached. Yeah. So dig through it. Yeah. And when you dig through it, you will pass through it. You will show that if you think you're safe enough, you're not. Exile is coming. The captor is coming. He will break down your walls, and you you will go through them. Lord, the baggage on your shoulder in their sight, and carry it out in the dark. You shall cover your face so that you cannot see the land, for I have set you as a sign to the house of Israel. And he's telling him, this is the act you have to do. Let them see you do that. They even don't know where they're heading. You know, When you're going out in exile, you know who the captor is, but you don't know at what point he will leave you where he will send you, how far you're going. So your, your face is covered. You don't know what exactly is happening. So he tells him, do that. And I did so as I had been commanded. By day, I brought out my baggage, like the baggage of an exile. Then in the evening, I dug through the wall with my hands. He didn't even have to use any any anything. Uh, strong to break down the wall with his hands this which you think is strong shall be breached with ease when the captor comes so i will they will pass through and come and break you down and take you into exile that's a sign of what is being done here and i went out in the dark and carried my baggage on my shoulder in their sight in the morning the word of the lord came to me saying Son of man has not the house of Israel, the rebellious house, say to you, what are you doing? Say to them, that says the Lord God, this burden concerns the prince in Jerusalem as well as the house of Israel who are in it. Now, this is happening where he is. It's a sign for what is going to happen back home in Jerusalem. And say, say I am a sign to you as I have done. So it will be done to them. They will go into exile, into captivity. Who is the prince in Jerusalem? At this point, remember, Ezekiel goes into exile at the time with Jeconiah, who was the king. And uh, when he goes into exile at that point, Zedekiah is the prince that has been put to rule or to lead back home in Judah. So this is the message going to them. Yeah, The prince who is among them will load his baggage on his shoulder. In the dark and go out, they will dig a hole through the wall to bring it out. Yeah, remember when they were surrounded by the army, they had to find a way of how they can escape. Yeah, they had it, it got so bad for them that they needed to find means of uh, escape from the king of Babylon, but this was not going to succeed. So, they are told, I will spread my net. He will cover. He will dig a hole. He will cover his face so that he cannot see the land in his eyes. All the things that uh, Ezekiel did are what the king will do. I will also spread my net over him, and he will be caught in my snare. And I will bring him to Babylon, in the land of the Chaldeans. Yet he will not see it, though he will die there. Now, they are clearly talking about uh, Zedekiah here. And uh, if you go and read in Jeremiah chapter 39, verse 7, this message comes out clearly to us. 39 verse 4, it says, and it came to pass that when Zedekiah the king of Judah saw them, and all the men of war, they fled and went forth out of the city by night, by the way of the king's garden, by the gate betwixt the two walls, and he went out of the." Lane, but the Chaldeans pursued after them, yeah, and they overtook him. Now, remember here when he's told that uh, he will not see the land of Babylon, but he will die there. It is practically answering what is in Jeremiah thirty-nine seven. That moreover he put out Zedekiah's eyes and bound him with chains to carry him to Babylon. What happened is Nebuchadnezzar plucked out the eyes of Zedekiah. So this came to pass. Ezekiel says it here, but it came to pass. And we read it in Jeremiah that it came to pass. Ezekiel, remember, is a prophet who appears uh, in that part of the exile where there's still some autonomy of some sorts back in Judah. Because after Zedekiah, that totally perished. But uh, he has given his word. He has spoken what will happen to Zedekiah and the people of Israel why their disobedience. Remember, he had been taken to see what happened in the temple. What was happening in the temple Yeah, during that time when he was taken in the spirit as we saw in the past episode. So, here he predicts, speaks of what is going to happen as it has been shown to him by God. I will scatter to every wind all who are around him his helpers and all his troops and I will draw out a sword after them. Nothing will remain. Yeah. So they will know that I am the Lord when I scatter them among the nations and spread them among the countries but I will spare a few of them from the sword, the famine and pestilence that they may tell all their abominations among the nations where they go and they may know that I am the Lord. Yeah. There will be a few who are spared when Judgment has passed. There are those who are spared. And they come to tell of what happened. They come to speak of what happened, how they fell. Now these ones shall come out and they shall speak of how much Israel was a pain that they had to go through, what they went through. They are witnesses. So not all of them shall be killed. They shall be scattered all over the nations. That's what God says. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, eat your bread with trembling and drink your water with quivering and anxiety. Then say to the people of the land, Thus says the Lord God concerning the inhabitants of Jerusalem in the land of Israel, they will eat their bread with anxiety and drink their water with horror because their land will be stripped of its fullness on account of violence of all who live in it. The life they've been living is not good. A life of disobedience, a life of violence. So, a time of anxiety shall come. The inhabited cities will be laid to waste and the land will be a desolation. So, you will know that I am the Lord. It's very important for us not to know the Lord through the trouble that has come from our disobedience. There are better ways to know the Lord. Not to know him through punishment. So he's saying, they will know that I am the Lord. But how? Through the punishment that they are going to receive. Know God in good terms. Don't wait for the bad times. Where now affliction has come and you're saying, okay, now I know there is God. No, but here, says, they will know I'm God. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, what is this proverb you people have concerning the land of Israel? Saying the days are long and every vision fails. Therefore, say to them, thus says the Lord God, I will make this proverb cease so that they will no longer use it as a proverb in Israel. Yeah, But tell them the days draw near as well as the fulfillment of every vision. They had their proverb that they used to say, the days are long and every vision is failing. That was their proverb that they used to to make. But he's saying, no, time has come and every vision is going to be fulfilled. What you saw Ezekiel shall be fulfilled. What the other prophets saw shall be fulfilled. It's not like you come up with your own proverbs. No, what is real is coming. And he tells them, for there will no longer be any false vision, all flattering divination within the house of Israel. These were on a rampant. Everyone was seeing visions and speaking things that are false. Diviners were everywhere trying to do and do all sorts of magic to tell about the future of Israel and says that will no longer be, for I the Lord, will speak And whatever word I speak will be performed. It will no longer be delayed. For in your days, O rebellious house, I will speak the word and perform it, declares the Lord. Sometimes the word delays, but this time he says, for this curse is not going to delay. Furthermore, the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, behold, the house of Israel is saying, the vision that he sees is for many years from now. And he prophesies of times far off. Therefore, say to them, thus says the Lord, none of my words will be delayed any longer. Whatever I speak, whatever word I speak will be performed, declares the Lord. This is for their turmoil, but let me speak it for peace in your life. That the word that God has spoken according to you for your life, for your success, for the vision that you have, it shall come to pass. It will not delay. It will come to pass. It will be performed. May God see this in our lives. The things we've dreamed for, for the, the hope that we've had, the things we've longed to achieve, may God bring that near. May he bring it near to your accomplishment. That success, that uh, degree that you've been hoping for, that business you've been hoping for, that vision that you've carried for years, may God see it come to pass in the name of Jesus. Chapter 13, Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who prophesy and say to those who prophesy from their own inspiration. Now there are people who just prophesy from inspiration. You feel that there is something God is saying and it's within you and it's not God. It's just your Intuition, all your feelings that you're laying out is saying, give them a message. What's the message? That says the Lord God, word to the foolish prophets who are following their own spirit and have seen nothing. And you follow your spirit and it's not the spirit of God. You speak through your spirit and it's not the spirit of God. Clearly here, there were people such as these. Oh, Israel, your prophets have been like foxes among ruins. You have not gone up into the breaches. Nor did you build the wall around the house of Israel to stand in the battle on the day of the Lord. They see falsehood and lying divination who are saying the Lord declares when the Lord has not sent them. Yet they hope for the fulfillment of their word, not even God's word. There are many like this today. God has sent me God has told me, God has said this about you, yet God has not spoken. Do we have the spirit of discernment that we can know when it is not God speaking? Do we have the spirit of discernment that we can know when it's a lie? Do we have that spirit that discerns, that we know that that's not God? It's the spirit of a man. He's the one speaking. It's not God speaking. Do we get that? Because there are people who speak, and this is a trick. They hope for fulfillment of their word. They've sent out a word to you, and now they are hoping their word, not God's word, their word is fulfilled. Sometimes it gets fulfilled, and then you're covered up, and you're like, wow, this is the right prophet, yet it's a lie. So he's saying, it's time. It will not happen. Did you not see a false vision? And speak a lying divination when you said The Lord declares, but it is not I who have spoken. That's key for us Christians. To know, to discern, to tell, and understand that sometimes people will speak, but it is not God who has spoken. Be alert. do Not be taken for granted. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have spoken, falsehood, and seen a lie. Therefore, behold, I am against you, declares the Lord God. So my hand will be against the prophets who see false visions and utter lying divinations. They have no place in the council of my people, nor will they be written down in the register of the house of Israel, nor will they enter the land of Israel that you may know that I am the Lord God. He's still showing his authority, saying, now all these false prophets I'm going to wash out. They will not remain. It's just a matter of time. Those who've been false are washed out. God does it himself like he did for this. It's definitely because they have misled my people by saying peace when there's no peace. Anyone, and when anyone builds a wall, behold, they plaster it over with whitewash. So tell those who plaster it over with whitewash that it will fall. A flooding rain will come and you, all hailstones, will fall and a violent wind will break out. Behold, when the wall has fallen, will you not be asked, where is the plaster with which you plastered it? Therefore, thus says the Lord God, I will make a violent wind break out in my wrath. There will also be in my anger a flooding rain and hailstones to consume it in wrath. So I will tear down the wall which you plastered with over with whitewash and bring it down to the ground so that its foundation is laid bare and when it falls, you will be consumed in its midst and you know that I am the Lord. For things that cannot last, they will come down. For things that have been conjured up, not in the right way, they will come down. For prophecies that are not right, they will come down. For even the leaders like these The time comes and the wall comes down and it is gone. Thus I will spend my wrath on the wall and on those who have plastered it over with whitewash. And I will say to you, the wall is gone and its plasterers are gone. Along with the prophets of Israel who prophesy to Jerusalem and who see visions of peace for her when there is no peace, declares the Lord. Sometimes it's time for turmoil and it is turmoil. It's time for trouble and it's trouble. You know, sometimes we are always hopeful and we give people um, what they want to hear, that you're going to be well. It's going to be well, yet it's time to pay. It's time for consequences of actions. It was time for consequences of actions for Israel. But then there are prophets who wanted to earn a few coins here and there and get favor. And they would always speak the opposite. Say, don't worry, Nebuchadnezzar won't take you. You will come back in a few years. Yet it's time for consequences of action. And here he says and tells them, Now you son of man, set your face against the daughters of your people who are prophesying from their own inspiration. Prophesy against them and say thus says the Lord God, Woe to the women who sew magic bands on all wrists and make veils for heads of persons of every stature to hunt down lives. Would you hunt down the lives of my people, but preserve the lives for yourselves? For handfuls of barley and fragments of bread you have profaned to me to my people to put to death. Some who should not die, and to keep others alive who should not live, by your lying to my people who listens to lies. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, behold, I am against your magic bands by which you hunt lives. There, as birds. And I will tear them down from your arms. And I will let them go, even those lives whom you hunt down as birds. I will also tear off your veils and deliver my people from your hand. And they will no longer be in your hands to be hunted. But you know that I am the Lord God. Of course, now they are talking about the magicians here. There are, people things, there are things that people put on their bodies, wear in their uh, on their arms. Yeah, And these are such of magic. But he says that will all fall down because you disheartened the righteous with falsehood when I did not cause him grief. But you have encouraged the wicked not to turn from his wicked way and preserve his life. Therefore, you women will no longer see false visions or practice divination. And I will deliver my people out of your hand thus you know that I'm the Lord. God delivers from magic. God delivers from witchcraft. This is what these women were specific about. This is what they were doing. And says, "I will deliver my people out of your hands. You shall not torture them anymore. Yeah, he's clear about that. God does that. And you know, sometimes we are in, we are afraid about what somebody is doing to you in a shrine somewhere. But you have a God who is above that. He's above sorcery. He's above diviners. So always know in whose hands you are. God shall protect you. You don't have to go looking for what people are doing to you and trying to find answers for everything. Is somebody doing something? Uh, 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 is there a diviner somewhere trying to send something to me? No. Know the power in which you stand. Know the God that you serve. And in those confines, God will protect you. We'll close with chapter 14. Then some. Elders of Israel came to me and sat down before me. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their hearts and have put right before their faces the stumbling block of their iniquity. Should I be consulted by them at all? Therefore speak to them and tell them, Thus says the Lord God, any man of the house of Israel who sets up his idols in his heart, puts right before his face the stumbling block of his iniquity and then comes to the prophet, I, the Lord, will be brought to give him an answer in the matter in view of the multitude of his idols in order to lay hold of the hearts of the house of Israel who are estranged from me through their idols. People who have their idols, things they worship in the back and then come seeking answers from God. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord, repent and turn away from your idols and turn your faces away from all your abominations. That word never ceases even today. There are people who don't believe in repentance, but that word never ceases even today. To repent is to turn away. That Jesus died on the cross for us does not mean he stopped us from turning away from evil. You turn away from evil. You turn away from the, the the wrong. You turn away from abominations. It's a fact of life. You turn away. You repent. You put idols away. Things you worship. Sometimes we just think idols are all about the images that have been placed somewhere. But there are things even in your heart that are idols. Things you worship. Men. Women. Money. Such things. You turn away. They are not the solution. God is the solution. So you turn away from those idols. For anyone in the house of Israel, all of the immigrants who stay in Israel, who separates himself from me, sets up his idols in his heart, puts right before his face the stumbling block of his iniquity, and then comes to the prophet to inquire of me for himself, I, the Lord, will be brought to answer him in my own person. I will set my face against that man and make him a sign and a proverb and I will cut him off among my people so you will know that I am the Lord. Idols here, we are getting even a better picture that they are those idols of the heart. Things you've placed in your heart as idols. You know there is a man who will give you money, who sorts all your problems. You just have to go and Maybe have an affair with him and he gives you money to sort your problem. Then after, you come to God and tell him, God, help me. I have this problem. But in your heart, you have your idol that is waiting to sort your troubles. He says, you come, I'll cut you off. You come, actually says, I'll come and give you my answer in person. <laughs> God comes in person to respond to such When we are going to God, we don't have things we are keeping in the back to save us. No. We go plain, telling him, God, it's all about you. You're the solution. I have nothing else. Don't go with God when you have plan B. He's always plan A, plan B, plan C. He's always the one. Yeah. So he says, I'll cut them off. So you know I'm God. But if the prophet is prevailed upon to speak a word, he I the Lord, who have prevailed upon that prophet, and I'll stretch out my hand against him and destroy him from among my people, Israel. They'll bear the punishment of their iniquity. As the iniquity of the inquirer is so, is the iniquity of the prophet, that it will be in order that the house of Israel may no longer stray from me and no longer defile themselves in all their transgressions. Thus, they'll be my people, and I shall bear their God declares God. He's saying, the prophet decides to speak they will also share in that iniquity that you've come with. That's what God says. Verse 12. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, if a country sins against me by committing unfaithfulness and I stretch out my hand against it, destroy its supply of bread, send famine against it, and cut off from it both man and beast. Even though these three men (laughs) Noah Daniel and Job were in its midst by their own righteousness. They could only deliver themselves declares the Lord God. When God has decided that it's time for destruction, it is time for destruction. He's saying, because then, remember that, God would spare nations because of a man. You saw the example of Lot. Well, I said, if there is one, I will spare. But now he's saying, get me these three, get me Noah, get me Daniel, get me Job, even if they are in the midst of that nation. Yet that nation keeps sinning against me, keeps committing unfaithfulness. I will stretch out my hand against it. It's time up. It's time up. Now, even the righteous who are in the nation cannot save the nation. That's what he's practically saying here saying, give me those three great men. They can only deliver themselves. For them, they won't have any issue, but I'll destroy the nation. I'll not save the the nation. I'll save those few and destroy it. Judgment shall come to the nation. I'll save the few. The righteous ones are saved. When turmoil is coming, judgment can be upon a nation, upon a land. Upon a sphere of sorts, but those who are righteous are plucked out by God Himself that He saves, and they are safe. And here He says, when it comes to Noah, Daniel, and Job, if they were part of them, for them they would save themselves; they would deliver themselves. But the nation are sought out. If I were to cause wild beasts to pass through the land, and they depopulated, and it became desolate, so that no one could pass through it because of the beasts, though these three men were in its midst as I live declares the Lord, they could not deliver either their sons or their daughters. They alone will be delivered but the country will be desolate. The righteous ones will survive. Or if I should bring a sword on that country and say let the sword pass through the country and cut off man and beast from it, even though these three men were in its bindest, Noah, Daniel, and Job, he's saying, as I live, declares the Lord, they could not deliver either their sons or their daughters, but they would alone be delivered. Or if I would send a plague against that country and pour out my wrath in blood on it, even if though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in as I live, declares the Lord, they could not deliver either son or daughter, they would deliver themselves only. For thus says the Lord, How much more? When I send my four severe punishments against Jerusalem, which are the four? Sword, famine, wild beasts, and plague to cut off man and beast from it. Yet, behold, survivors will be left in it, who will be brought out, both sons and daughters. Behold, they are going to come forth to you, and you will see their conduct and actions. Then you will be comforted for the calamity which I have brought against Jerusalem, for everything which I have brought upon it. Then they will comfort you when you see their conduct and actions. For you will know that I have done in vain. I have not done in vain. Whatever I did to it declares the Lord God. When time for punishment has come, it has come. Only the righteous will be saved. There's a judgment to come and only the righteous will be saved. Will you be among those that will be saved? There is that which you require to be saved. And that's accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior. You accept him. You will be saved, like we told Noah, Daniel, and Job. In a land that is filled with judgment, they are plucked out and they are saved. This world we live in has been filled with evil. And how will you be saved? By accepting Jesus as our an Lord. Take him today. That when perishing comes, you will not be part those that suffer destruction it's a simple prayer you just say after me Lord Jesus come into my life I accept you as my Lord and Savior transform my life help me walk with you this road of salvation